This is the pastor and the guy next door, podcast number 55. Good evening, I'm your host, Pastor Simon Chapel, and the other handsome fellow is my next door neighbor, Bill Wall. Join us as we sit around the fire pit. This week we talked about some of Bill's flying memories. That we are live. Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Pastor. Beautiful summer evening. It is. And uh, some free entertainment laid on by uh, the pilot of some unknown biplane up there. Yep. Chugging gently. I bet they have got a beautiful view. Oh, man. You know, when I used to fly, this time of day was always great. But then again, I, couldn't, I didn't start flying until maybe 6.30. Because I work till six. Oh, okay. Six thirty-seven. So you were an evening flyer. Right. But you get all that beautiful golden light, though. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, jealous. On a basketball, that, and the flight instructor said, "You can't fly between these hours in this area because the jets from Volkfield will come through here, and there'll be nothing left of you." <laughs> it was the practice run. Oh, okay for the Air National Guard also composed of people that have to work and can only right. fly in the evenings. Right. Okay. So. Well, I, I think that's just when they would practice. Yeah. Well, because many of them have day jobs. For the I National think so. Guard. Yeah. They, it's not a full-fledged air base up there. But I'm sure they do have people there all the time, like mechanics and... Uh, some pilots in case they had to be scrambled, I would think. I would imagine, yeah. But again, that's above my pay grade. But that was fun, fun flying. One of the most interesting air, or, um, airstrips that I landed on was in Guttenberg, Iowa. Okay. It was an island, and in the island, in the center of the island was the landing strip, and then the outside of the island was surrounded by cabins and houses so you flew in the middle of it oh very nice nice flame yes did you ever fly up to um, Oshkosh, Appleton, Eau Claire that's as far far north as I flew that wasn't what I was going to ask. I was the uh, it's a little tiny airstrip up uh, just outside of Spring Green. For the, for oh, the, Lone Rock. Uh, is that what it's called? Anyway, yep. the, it's got a really nice uh, little restaurant there. 
cafe and really good food yep that's that's the one up by Lone Rock yes and and apparently a lot of people like to f fly to that for the food you know it's an excuse so well, let's go for a let's go for a flight we'll take the long way to get there we'll we'll yep. dine refuel and, and then take the long way back home as long as there's daylight and because probably most of them aren't instrument rated. Well, people that fly, you know, you know, as a hobby, they love it. It's just like owning a boat or yeah. a jeep. You know, that's it's the same thing. So my my jeep more, has never left the ground. Well, <laughs> I bet you hit a few bumps. Maybe not all four wheels were off the ground at one time. That that would be a true statement. Okay. <laughs> you weren't like Rat Patrol, were you? No. Well, you know, Jeeps and going fast, really not a good combination. Um, Especially when you're hitting holes and going yeah. up over bunkers and things. Yeah. You're, you're, you're practically immune from speeding tickets if you drive a Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> In fact, I think if you break the speed limit, the, the police officer might pull you over to shake your hand and congratulate you. Yeah, I say, How, what did you put in this? <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But you know they're they're built like a box. So you, yeah, ab you? absolutely no consideration was given to aerodynamics in the design of the Jeep Wrangler. Oh, no, no, no. Have you seen the new Ford Bronco? Uh, I have. It looks like they stole a few ideas from from the Jeep. I think it's the same thing that they had. I, I saw something. It's like oh, it was a meme. I can't remember if I shared it or not. I thought my my wife might frown at me if I shared it, but it was. Uh, a Jeep and a Toyota FJ, and then uh, showing the new Bronco was uh, the, the offspring. Oh, kind of like a mule, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Like, oh, that's funny. I'm not sure I'm going to share that, but it was funny. Well, all right. I'm reading um, a book that Christian Anthony gave me for Father's Day, The Oregon Trail, and it's about a a Pulitzer Prize winning author, he and his brother are going to redo the Oregon Trail. And the second chapter, I think it was the second chapter, is with or without the disease and death. I think without. Okay, that's good. I, I would choose that option too. Yeah, uh, much easier to, to cross. But anyway, um, they were talking about mules and how George Washington had this huge mule breeding farm. And People how we, used to use a lot of mules back in the day. Oh, and you, you know when uh, they invaded the United States, invaded Afghanistan, they reused the mules. Okay, yeah. Well, Afghanistan's an interesting country, so there's some parts of it you you walk or you take a mule, and mm -hmm. you're not getting there in a Hummer. Mm -mm. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So the mule is still used by the uh, U.S. Army. In fact, it said in, the, in this book that uh, the uh, special forces had to learn how to work with mules. So they sent them yeah. to various oh, okay. uh, terrain, areas with terrain like Afghanistan. And that, yeah, that's like, uh, whole, that's really interesting. And all this was planned before it happened because you don't want to let it happen and all of a sudden how are we going to get around and then scramble. That's, right. I, I think 
sometimes they've, they've done that in the past. Well, there have been enough countries. Afghanistan's interesting. I'm trying to remember what the term was. It's like the, I, I think it's, uh, and perhaps uh, either Anthony or my, my dad can uh, correct me, but I think Afghanistan is, has some kind of nickname like the, the graveyard of empires or some, I don't know, something like that, where, where these different big empires go in there and, oh, yeah, we're going to take over Afghanistan. And the, the people are so rugged and the landscape is so mountainous that you, you just can't. The Russians failed to, yep. uh, to completely quash it. The British, uh, one of the few places the British Empire didn't get any traction. Uh, they, the, the landscape and the, the, uh, the Afghani people were, were just too much. Well, they're all tribes. They're, yeah. they're not, there's not one central government. There's, they try to, right. but it's, it's not happening. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, countries that have gone in there and said, oh, we've got this, Afghanistan just chews them up and spits them out. Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it makes a lot of sense for the United States to, to get out, you know, whether 100% get out or 90% get out and, and just keep a, a small presence there, I don't know, but... But definitely get out because it's like no, it, it's a, it's a country that is like no other, and nobody else has been able to. I think Napoleon even tried to deal with Afghanistan and just couldn't. It's like the moon. Uh, parts of it, yes. But so, you know, even the Kabul isn't that the capital? It's like there's there's really no structure to the community. We have more conveniences in Dodgeville than they do in Kabul. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Not that I'm going to go over there and find out. Yeah, probably not. But yeah, you're right about that. I would be interested to see. I'm sure I'm sure if, if people aren't attacking you and try to kill you, it's beautiful. Well, and you don't know because all of a sudden you're going to blow up. It's like, oh, really? Right. Let's get on to a different subject. Okay. How did mules, oh, mules got us Mules. That. Mules will get yes. us into it. Mules will get us out. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my wife has some cleaning something powder in the laundry room um, called 20 Mule Train or something. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was Ronald reading, Reagan. It's it's got a little description, on, and apparently in the borax or the, yeah something like that. So in the in the days of the the gold rush. Yep. Uh, the twenty mule team. Twenty mule team. Mule yes. team. Um, some of the areas where people were prospecting were just very Afghanistan like, and the only way in and out was a mule team. You were not getting in and out with just a regular horse and carriage. I think it was a Western show that Ronald Reagan hosted back in the 50s, maybe the early 60s. I think Ronald Reagan was a far better president than what near a girl politician than uh, actor, but he wasn't uh, a real good actor. Yeah, I, and I, I don't think he... Uh, 
was overly offended. He was he was a B movie actor. Pretty much. Pretty much. But he turned he turned out good in the the presidenting though. Yep. Yeah. Always wore a brown suit. <laughs> I think. Hmm. So we've talked about mules. Presidents, Presidents Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yep. Uh, what else did we talk about? You know, my friend Terry McNeil, he and his brother and dad owned Bob's Electric. Okay. He was in Afghanistan, and uh, when the Soviets went in there, and really? he had this little Kodak camera, he took pictures of Soviet tanks by his hip. If he would have gotten caught, that would have been in the end of Terry. Was he a tourist, or was he working mm-hmm. for Uncle Sam? He was a tourist. He was going to go around the world after he graduated from college. Oh. Well, all right then. I so, guess I can tell people I was going to do that, but I just kind of... My first stop was America, and I haven't got to the second one yet. I drove down Highway 1 in 1975 in California. That's when it, before it got really kooky. In fact... Does Highway 1 go the entire length of... Because... I think it does. Sean and I drove Highway 1 north out of San Francisco up to Muir Woods. Yeah. Because yeah. we wanted to go see the Redwoods. Because I went south. And I think we may have gone a little further than that. Then we, we turned around because it was like, yeah, it's going to take us a while. We, we'd, we'd gone as far as we thought we could go and still get back in. You know, before it got dark. My friend Gary Walter and I, we went down to Malibu. We went looking for Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon in the Ooh. Malibu Beach party. We're looking for the Malibu Beach party. Never found one. Found the beach, but that was about it. And Malibu at the time, it really wasn't a special place. Beach and, you know, a couple bars and... Uh, what else is there? Houses, you know, along the ocean. Beautiful, beautiful drive from San Francisco down to Malibu. Well, I'm sure it was. It was it was beautiful driving north out of San Francisco. Now, when did you do that? Was that before? That would have been, it was pre-9-11. Okay. Uh, I want to say either 90, I want to say 96. Because I was still working for CUNA Mutual out in uh, Waverly, Iowa. And the first time I went down to San Francisco, I was working for CUNA Mutual, uh, life insurance company. So the life insurance folks out in Waverly. And the the travel coordinator, uh, I don't know if she thought I needed help or whatever. He's like, well, why don't you take your wife? I'm like, oh, is that an option? Yeah, if you pay for her. You pay the extra on the room. So the the company paid for the room, and then I think it worked out at like $10 a night extra to have one more person. Yeah. So they they already make, you know, making the money on the room. So it's like, yeah, you can have another person for 10 bucks. So I paid for the, uh, the extra for having her in the room paid for her meals and her plane ticket and she got one very 
inexpensive uh, vacation to San Francisco. I've been there three times. It used to be a nice town. In fact... Yes, I've been there three times. Oh, you know, think about San Francisco, and I think we talked about this in an earlier podcast. You put down a $50 bill, and it would go like a 20 around here. But that was back in the early 80s when I was there. So now you put down a $100 bill, and it would probably go like a 20 But anyway, what I was going to say is my friend Gary Walter and I, we drove from San Francisco down to Malibu in a green Hornet, and the air conditioning said, you know, low, medium, high, and then the extreme one was desert only. (laughs) (laughs) So here we are in this green Hornet driving down. Did you put it on desert only? A whole lot. (laughs) And, And was it extreme? It was hot. It was hot. Yeah, you know the fridge was salty. Well, no, was the against. was the air conditioning ex- extreme cooling? Really? Yeah, yeah. It was well for a hornet, you know. It's for a couple of guys from Wisconsin slash Iowa. Well, and that's another interesting point. You know, here we are from Wisconsin. We're in shorts and t-shirts, and everybody else, yeah, is uh, they're in long wool coats because you know the air well, off they're the used ocean. To it. Yeah, you know we. We went out there, and it was like 70 degrees and windy. It was, hey, that this feels great. But anyway, what I was going to say is we drove down Highway 1 south in 75, and then I can't remember if it was three, four, five years after that, there was a lot of rain, and it washed out the highway. Oh, wow. Okay. So they had to rebuild it. So we did the original Highway 1. Ah. Uh. But there were some beautiful beaches down there. Incredible. I don't think I'd want to do it now, just you know, pull off down on a beach because you don't know who's hanging out there. Yeah, well, that's true nowadays. So how did you get down to California? Did you drive well, we to... Well, flew from Minneapolis. Drove to Minneapolis and... Flew, flew down, then rented a car? Yes. Oh, okay. And that was back in the day. You could only, you could be 21 to rent a car, and we you know we just had traveler's checks. We paid cash. This was before the big drug thing, where you know people would rent cars, paid cash, and they'd throw a dead body in it, and <laughs> off they'd go. Oh wow! So I, now it's you know, I've not heard of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's why. Oh, I'm, all of a sudden, I'm you had so to be naive. 25 years old and have a credit card. Oh wow. Huh. Interesting. No, yeah. Too many illegal things and. You know, they couldn't trace where, you know, you start losing four, five, six, ten, twenty, thirty cars. And wow. that kind of bites into your... Yeah, yeah, I imagine Into it would. your profit, especially if the police impound them and there's nothing wrong with them. Because you got some dead body in it. Yeah. <laughs> and who wants, to, who wants to rent a car with the dead... You, know, you want to rent the car? If you rent this one with the dead body in it, it's... Fifty uh, percent off. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. As long the as smell comes with it. As long as they're not <laughs> smelling too bad, yeah, it's all good. We'll, yeah. we'll, you know, wind the windows down. We'll just get a little pine tree and hang it on the mirror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. But when we were out there, no, I was wondering if you'd driven down on like Route sixty six or something. No, we can't. No, no, we we drove. Doesn't back. that go to California? But I think that's. It uh, starts in Chicago. Yeah, it's east west thing. No, we didn't do that. Okay. There used to be a TV show, Route 66. Yeah. There was a song. Oh, yeah? yeah? Who was that? Who sang that? I don't know. 
I figured you'd know that. Oh. In fact, uh... Well, you knew that picture was the monkeys last that's night. So right, you, I was, yeah. You are our resident movie... Uh, sorry, Not the music, monkeys, it was the, the Beach Boys. Beach, yeah, see? The I Beach Boys. I mean. They were pretty scruffy. That was All definitely with their scruffy face, yes. <laughs> I like that I texted Kelsey, got any better ideas? <laughs> so they put it down. <laughs> Yeah, there's some things I know, but I tell you what, music, like from the 80s, forget. I I was busy with raising kids and running a business. I listened to a lot of music in the 80s. <laughs> I, I'm not real good on 90s music. A lot of that was just, seemed pretty lame after the 70s and the 80s music. It seems like, well, this is just my opinion. I've gotten into the country rock much more within the last five years. Which is kind of like rock and roll. I don't need a translator. Is that what they call Americana? I don't know what they call it. I call it good music. Okay. You call it whatever you like. But still, you know, you can't beat... The The only thing I listen to that comes anywhere close to meeting anyone's definition of country music... Sorry, anybody out there, I'm, I'm not a country music fan. But I like me some Leonard Skinnerd. Oh, yeah, Leonard's good. But that was back in the 70s. Yeah. Freebird. Oh, yeah. That was probably one of their... Sweet their Home Alabama. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Freebird's probably the, the main one that people think of. But yep. I think my favorite is probably Sweet Home Alabama. That one's fun. Oh, yeah, that's got a little bit more rhythm and beat to it. Yep. A little more dancing to it. And there's quite a few uh, cover versions of that. I I have an eclectic musical taste, uh, which my wife would probably describe as. He likes all kinds of weird stuff. I prefer to describe it as eclectic. Weird. <laughs> eclectic. <laughs> I like a lot of different music. But I, I like cover songs. For some reason, uh, I like a well-done cover song. Um, and... There's quite a few groups that do covers of Sweet Home Alabama. There's just certain songs that every man and his dog are going to do a cover of it. Uh, you know, Thunderstruck by ACDC. Uh, it, you know, it, it, the ACDC version is good, but there's a ton of really good cover versions of that song out there. You know, I was, uh, I like watching YouTube's. Um videos of uh-huh. music and I do I, too I was watching I think it was Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr they were in the audience and Maroon 5 did Ticket to Ride but I'm hmm. sorry they did not do Ticket to Ride they weren't even close to the Beatles and I know Maroon 5 and there's only four of them so I don't know maybe somebody was Added their girlfriend in just for the heck of it one day. Maroon also almost five. Almost five. Yeah. And um, it just wasn't the Beatles. But then again, the Beatles are the Beatles, and the Stones are the Stones. Right. Led Zeppelin's Led Zeppelin. I was just I was just gonna say there was uh, oh somebody had said oh you gotta watch this and it was I think it was Heart which is. The Canadian old girl band. Yes. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're fine. 
um, they they were performing at a tribute for Led Zeppelin. Oh yes, they, and they did "Stare at Heaven," and I'm like, two yeah, of them. it was two of them. Okay, but the drummer was the son of the drummer from Led Zeppelin. I saw, I saw that too, and they had a whole, they had to have a whole orchestra to do what Led Zeppelin did, and a whole choir. Yeah. So I was like, you know, okay, you guys can have points for trying, but it just it wasn't wasn't the same. Right. Um, and I love the way they brought the twelve string guitar in. Oh yeah. You know, to play that beast of an instrument, it's like it's a huge thing because you've got eighteen strings on it with two necks. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was that was a substantial piece of of hardware. They had to be in pretty good shape, especially some of these drummers. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think what the last concert I saw was. I'm thinking it was maybe Bruce Springsteen. Oh, I'll take that back. No, I saw some out in Las Vegas. That was the time I got caught dancing on the stage with little Richard. Oh, <laughs> yes, you've, you've shared that story. Goodness, what's the last concert I went to? Oh. Don't think too hard. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot of pause in this there, there, podcast. There, there is. Um. You know, I, uh, since you're thinking... It was either... Dave Lee Roth or Eric Clapton. Oh, Eric Clapton would have been fun to see. Because I've seen Eric Clapton twice, Dave Lee Roth twice, Rush twice, or was that three times? Iron Maiden a couple of times. Yeah. What was the first concert you went to, and when was it? And how old were you by that? Uh... The first concert I went to, um, my brother and I went to it. My parents took it. This was at a, a place called the Cornwall Coliseum, and it was was it a, a cricket place? No, it was a it was a music venue. I think it held like three thousand people. It was it was big enough that you could fit a real band in it, but it was small enough that. When you put a real band in it, it felt kind of cozy. Okay. And apparently a lot of groups loved playing it because they they felt like they got a better connection to the fans. Because you could only get 3,000 people in there. And when you're used to playing 20, 30, 40 plus thousand people arenas, yeah. 3,000 is like having a few friends over to your front room. <laughs> true. I mean, Very comparatively. True. Yeah. Um, so the first group I saw was a British group called Status Quo, and interestingly what, what enough, kind of music? Uh, rock and roll. Uh, they, it was their end of the road tour. They were quotes um, uh, for those who are listening. Air quotes here. Their retirement, their final tour ever. Yeah, they did about another twenty after that. <laughs> 
So now over in No, I think they really meant it. They weren't they weren't trying to they weren't trying to fool anyone, but they, they so they retired and they, they spent a couple of years not touring and they're like, Oh, hang this, this is no fun. We want to be out there with the fans. <laughs> Alright, now Simon. Now Yes. So I was you... in my early early teens at that point. Okay. Now in your early teens <laughs> did you ever have like high school dances? Um with not... live music. No. We did. Uh, I'm almost almost embarrassed to admit this. We did have school discos. Oh, with the big ball. Well, I I don't think we I don't think we actually had a a spinning mirror ball, but we had we had school discos in the school, the main hall, and uh, they were pretty good. There were enough teachers there to keep law and order but not so many to cramp your style okay well uh. <laughs> at Campion we would bus girls in from other schools okay and we had a band on campus several of them one was yeah so we never had live music it was, it oh, was no. all from this was live honest music. to goodness records great musicians great voices the first, when I was a sophomore in high school, that was the first, we couldn't go to dances if we were freshmen. Sophomore in high school, we had Liquid Sunshine. My junior year, we had a group called Captain Straight and the Stars and Bars. I don't remember what Liquid Sunshine played, but Captain Straight and the Stars and Bars, they did a lot of who, They'd, in fact, they would do the, all these kind of fun things. The lead singer, Jim Halashin was his name. He lit a guitar. He put lighter fluid on a guitar and lit it, and he was swinging it around in the air on a table in the cafeteria. And that's where they had the dances, in the cafeteria. I see. And he was doing the who. My senior year, we had two bands. One was called Soul Image, and they did a lot of uh, soul music, which was absolutely wonderful. Great singers. Um, in fact, this goes back to a time where you know you had riots, and, you know, bigots, and all this other stuff. And I, I went to camp, and I have to say these guys were, they were stand-up guys. Okay. They were all good guys, and it's like, I, I didn't know where this bigotry came from or being racist. I just like, what are you talking about? I mean, this is Brian and Michael and Bobby and Joe and, you know, these are people. Yeah. And, and I, I just never got it. But then again, that was back in like 70, 1970, 71. And, and they came to camping in 67. It's like, soul? It's a big deal. So anyway, the soul image, wonderful, wonderful group. Oh, my gosh. they They could do... Anything from uh, Motown, which was the okay. Detroit mm -hmm. area. Great. And then the day we had Liquid Sunshine again, and they did a lot of Grand Funk Railroads of Chicago. A lot of fun. A lot, it was just great entertainment. Yeah, I didn't get much live music other than going to a few concerts until... Um, 
I was at university. And then we had a reasonably good live music scene in the Plymouth area in England. And uh, one of my favorite bands was the Legal Eagle Blues Band, who apparently uh, several of them were actually uh, lawyers. Um, and they, they played a lot of blues and especially Blues Brothers. Okay. So I had heard most of the Blues Brothers soundtrack long before I ever watched a movie. So you're talking John Belushi? Uh, yes. Interesting yeah, the, the side note here. Okay. Back in the early 80s, I had a sock salesman from Burlington Socks. This guy went to the same high school, in fact, was in the same class as John Bellucci. And John did have a rock and roll band called the Bumblebees. And they would dress up as bumblebees. <laughs> and John would wear his bumblebee outfit to school. And people would look at him, and John was John, and he would say, what are you looking at? What's wrong? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Haven't you seen a bumblebee before? Uh, oh, funny. Oh, my gosh. It a little different time. from their Blues Brothers outfit. The, oh, the, the dark, black. the black suit, the white shirt, the black tie. Yep, yep. The very the 1960s, hat. you know, the shirt, black coat, yeah. and skinny black tie. Yep. That yeah, so I, had, I did not watch the Blues Brothers movie till I got to this country. Uh, but I had heard nearly all the Blues Brothers music um, from this, this I, think, I think they if they didn't play every single track on the or they could play it, it was part of a repertoire they wouldn't play all of them uh -huh. but probably every other song was from the Blues Brothers <laughs> they, they just loved them so you guys uh, had a good time with that yeah so that was that was fun um have you ever seen the movie Animal House? It's around John Belushi. You know, I don't believe I have. I, I've seen references to it and a few clips here and there on YouTube, but I've never actually watched it. Oh, it's hilarious. I saw it for the first time in 19... when it came out. It must have been, I think, 77. With a buddy of mine, Kim Kiter. With Dolores with me, with the camping with me. And when we walked out of there, we both looked at each other and said the word Spanky. Now, Spanky is a real guy. His name is Charles Mearsman from New Jersey. Went to Dolores College with us. I think he was a six year guy. Okay. <laughs> Did get his degree in six years. But took him. Six years, okay. But it took him six years, yes. Because he would retake classes, and you know was, what? Uh, was having a little too much fun uh, here and there? A tremendous amount of fun. I had a tremendous amount of fun with Spanky my first semester at Loris. And after that, I somewhat avoided Spanky. <laughs> Not completely, but every day of my college career, you had to. Otherwise, you were playing euchre till 3 in the morning. Class, oh, what's, what's that? You don't have to go to class. 
Yeah. I wanted to be in and out of there in four years. Spanky took six. <laughs> or maybe was it seven? Oh my. Yeah, I, I have heard that a lot of people are, these days are doing their four-year degree in five or six. Well, that's, you know, you have to throw an internship in there. And uh, colleges, state colleges especially, make it really, really tough. Hmm. To get in and out. Now, um, well, I think there's there's scheduling challenges. I know. Yes, that's another part. Uh, of it. Emily. So she's gonna get she's gonna complete her MATC diploma in five semesters instead of you know four for for two years, uh, which is pretty good. But some of the challenge has been well, uh, you can't take this one till you've taken that one and and. Uh, Prerequisites. Yeah, the prerequisites are, are challenging, um, but I think you know she's she's on track to to wrap it up in five semesters and uh, graduate with zero debt. So I'm I'm phenomenally proud of her. That is a huge thing. I think all my children are now. Out of debt, except Kendrick's got his master or his um, masters to pay for. Okay. Which doesn't come cheap. No. I nearly did a masters. I was, I was a mere hop, skip, and a jump from from signing up. I was at Lands End. They they would pay for it. It was one of the. Was the, it an MBA? Um, no, it would have been a an MSC um, or an MS. In computers. It, yes, it would, it would have been because they would only pay for something that was in your uh, that was work appropriate. Oh, okay. So I probably could have you know, that would include an MBA, but but I would have done a uh, an MS. But I didn't do it because I looked at the. I looked at the curriculum and I'm like, well, I know all this. Because I didn't stop reading and learning and studying after I graduated. I kept learning stuff. Just kept on, like, on your I, own. I, I know this. Like, well, I don't need a piece of paper to say that I know this. Well, now I'm thinking, oh, you know, that piece of paper. Because I, uh, I had an opportunity to do some teaching at uh, Dubuque College. University of Dubuque? Yeah. Not Loris. No. Should have held out for Loris. <laughs> yes, Bill. Well, they probably wouldn't like me either because uh, apparently the rule rule there, I don't, I don't know what it's like at Loris, um, was that you had to have a degree above the level you were teaching. Well, you know, and that's the thing. This, uh, this country is all about licensing and degrees and certificates and recognition which makes sense up to a point but then you know at, at that point I was about 25 years of experience practical experience in corporate IT it's like yeah I know I know a few things you know this is interesting when I was closing the store I had this economic professor in and he was grilling me you're drilling me on you know this that and the other thing and he said to me you know when you retire you could teach a course at Platteville 
And I said, you know what? When I retire, I want to retire. <laughs> yeah. I actually probably would be would be happy to teach during retirement because I love teaching. So that yeah. would be something I would I enjoy doing. If I know something and somebody else wants to know it, I'm happy to teach them. You know what I like? My Paul Bunyan exercise, my biking, <laughs> my fishing. Well, my... yes, as long as, but as long as it's on my terms, I, I, I like teaching people things. But you know what? It starts out on your terms and all of a sudden it's just not. Well, aren't you a ray of sunshine? Well, no, I'm just <laughs> being realistic here. Unless you uh, are the um, the vision head. What are you looking at? 40 minutes. Oh, just thought, just seeing thought, how long you'd been yakking for. Oh, I thought maybe you had to see if we had any more tape on the reel-to-reel. -reel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite that old. I do remember tape, but not reel-to-reel. -reel. I, I've seen them, but I didn't use them. My brother had one. It was a TAC. Real that was real. a popular brand back then. Yes. I think. Uh, I remember if I had, or at least a friend had, a, a TIAC unit. I had a Pioneer CD player. That was nice. It was. Oh, Pioneer man. made good products. Yeah, it was one of the first uh, multi cartridge DVD, uh, sorry, uh, CD players. It had a six CD cartridge. And it, you get a spare cartridge as well and you would just put the cartridge in and it would it would play up to six cds cds or cartridges or the cartridge would have six cds oh it. oh and the big yeah. drawer okay yeah and you could shuffle it yep yep you could it was perfect for uh you're know, like uh game days because uh, i used to play dungeons and dragons so Before you went I, out to the cricket field or rugby field? Uh, well, uh, I wasn't wasn't doing cricket or rugby at that point. Um, this was after I graduated, and I had friends would come and spend the entire weekend. This is this was uh, back in my wild wild youth. So we'd spend the entire weekend drinking and playing Dungeons and Dragons and listening to music. So I'd load up the CD player. Sounds like a good weekend and, for the and boys. Hit shuffle. And there'd be lots of music, lots of D&D, &D, and, uh, yeah, a lot of beer. You know, I think when Schultz, Wags, and I get together, we do that. I know Schultz and I, the last time we get together, we did a lot of beer. Now, these days, there's lots of tea, no Dungeons and & Dragons. And when I'm, if I'm working on the, the computer, I'm always listening to music off of YouTube. YouTube is, I've, I've got a lot of CDs and, and they're great and if I'm away from an internet connection I'll, I'll listen to you know, those. I've got them all, pretty much all ripped on my phone. But uh, yeah, if I'm at a computer I'm listening to music off of YouTube. Well you know nowadays you got Spotify, you got Pandora, you got iHeartRadio and I don't even know what else is out there. Yeah. I just got Spotify on my phone and it's like you don't even need these albums because everything's been remastered. Yep. I still like the activity of putting the album on the turntable. Yeah. Some people would say that's just too much work. Yeah. Those those 
vinyl, what? those that plastic. It's kind of that ritual. You know when you go through that process that some good music is about to happen. Yes. And you can you can put on that record and just kind of sit back and it'll play all the tracks on the side. You don't have to do anything. Just, just wait and enjoy them. Yep. Yeah. I think Emily has Spotify. Um, she just paid for the for the premium because she's a student, so she gets a discount. They have a student discount. So oh, sure. Yeah. No uh, if, you've, if you've got a, a .edu email address, you you get the premium cheaper. Um, so she she likes that. Me, I I still just I make uh, playlists on um, YouTube and just depends what mood I'm in. Sometimes I'll have classical, sometimes I'll have some heavy metal. You're all over the board from A to Z. Uh, well, Z, but yes. Z. <laughs> so yes, oh yeah, I, I, like, I like classical music. I like heavy metal, so you know. Do you gotta... ever listen to mu uh, musicals like uh, Hamilton? We uh, have Disney Plus, and I watched Hamilton. Listen, I watched it once. Missed a ton of it because Ale the guy that plays Alexander Hamilton talks a dog on fast. I listened to it again, and I caught a lot. I'm going to have to listen to it and watch it a third time, and then I'll even catch more. Right. I have not watched Hamilton. Uh, my my daughters, especially Kate, she likes Hamilton. Uh, I think the girls signed up for a month of Disney Plus, so they could just so they could watch Hamilton. Right. Uh, and then I think they're catching a few other things, and then intend to unsubscribe at either the end of the month or, or you know, after a month or two. Yep. Uh, which is fine. Uh, but I tell it's, you, it's not that expensive, and, and they're paying their money. So well, okay. Yeah. You should sneak in and watch Hamilton because well, the whole, you know, I like plays. Uh, you know, you got your musicals, My Fair Lady, which we have on DVD. Okay, but what are some of the other classics? My Fair Lady, uh, West Side Story. Yeah, which I've never watched West Side Story. That's a um, that's a great one. That White goes, Christmas is one of my favorite. White Christmas with Bing Crosby. Uh, maybe some and, people wouldn't call that a musical, but I no, like that's that. that's it's that's Holiday Inn, which also yeah, uh, Holiday Inn. That's the other movie that has the song White Christmas in it. Yep. Um, yeah, one of you know Oklahoma. Yep. That's a great one. Um, the Music Man. Yeah. But Hamilton, the way they. They did things with this circular stage. They they revolve, and they can put props in and take them out, and it just changes everything up so so okay. rapidly. Oh, cool. It is very cool. Uh, King George the Third. He has this. He a, a tone he sings. It's, it's like na 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 na, and it's just like okay, this is King George. I think he does it twice or three times, and it just sticks in my head. Well, maybe I'll uh, I'll see if the the younguns would let me watch it. We'll see. 
don't be afraid to ask questions. But if you know the, the history of Alexander Hamilton, I think they did that pretty well. But then again, I didn't know much about Alexander Hamilton. The guy that plays Jefferson is absolutely a hoot. He's got so much energy, dances round and up and down, and it's just, it's a great musical. Great musical. I can see why they, you know, when once Broadway opens up again, this COVID thing is over with, that will just, it'll be on forever. What Hair was another one. Was on oh, forever. Hi. Jesus Christ Superstar, another yeah, one. Yeah, I've heard, heard of those. Uh, trying to think was there like a Disney one Lion King wasn't that on forever that yes they, they made a musical of that yep there's so many of these you know that are on year after year after year what's the one about uh, Wicked that one I haven't seen that I think Kelsey Christie and Lisa saw Wicked I've heard of it, but I that that's as far as, as far as I got. It's the Wicked Witch of the Oz. It's her point of view of the whole thing, I think. Oh, okay. I guess Wizard of Oz counts as a, a musical. Yes. But then it was musical movies. But it was all done on in a stage in a yes. in a warehouse. Um, seven brides for seven brothers. Yep. Did you ever see that one? That was that was yeah. hilarious. I haven't seen that in forever, but Many I remember years it was, ago that I was funny. Uh, one of my favorite is uh, My Fair Lady. Yes. With the rain in Spain. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I have the DVD and I have the CD soundtrack. So I, I like that movie. That's a good one. Well, I think we're starting to poop out here, Pastor. <laughs> of course, in the fire, it's just got this beautiful, beautiful glow. The, you the take a picture of that right here. My angle is oh. just like the... Can you give me, you, give me your phone. I'll take oh, okay. Right there, right. Take that shot. All right. And let you this safe with a piece of technology here. This will go worldwide. Okay. You check that out. I see if I got also... my composition correct. That's terrible. No, it's fine. <laughs> All right. I'm so naughty. Yes, you are. All right. All right. That composition was probably terrible as well, but that's okay. Oh. <laughs> well, even the... Is that a bullfrog or a cricket? I... No, that's a cricket. That's a big cricket. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cricket. We're getting a, in the cricket that's season. That's a cricket with I a deep voice. I hate those little things. They sneak in your house, and then they make all this noise, and they're about a half inch long. Then you try to step on them, and they jump around. So what are you looking for now? Uh, it's just 
Something to, some music to end our podcast with? No. Leonard Skinner, maybe? Sweet Home Alabama? We'd probably get in trouble for doing that. We probably would. Yeah, so I've been not. But I don't know, didn't Leonard Skinner go down on a plane crash? Oh, uh, they, they did they did do that. So did Jim Croce. Um, the the big bopper as well. And yeah, the um, big what's bopper. his name? What's the other guy that could... Richie Valance. Yeah, and there was one more because that's who oh, the the song uh, "The Day the Music Died." The Amer- oh, American, American Pie. Pie. Yeah, yeah that that was about uh, that plane crash. Yes. Well, what was the uh, what was the other guy? Oh, the uh... ah, it's not coming to me. Folks, if you can remember, you email the pastor, and we'll talk about it our next episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look at that, baby. Fit right in there. Wow. That That's awesome. Yep. You know, that tree out in the front that we were looking at for a while that I had to get medieval with? Yes. It's doing a nice job You, you right like now. that term? You got medieval. old medieval with it? Yeah. Well, I didn't use too much of an axe, but... The no, chainsaw. but the, the, the two strapping young lads that you, you paid to take the tree oh, out. Oh, yeah, they, one they he did. climbed up into the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he, he got up close and personal. He did. He had a lot of fun with that, too. Oh, fireflies are out. They are. So it's probably a good time for me to go in. Yes. Not I, because of the fireflies, but... Uh, are you right, afraid sir. of them? Uh, no, no, not afraid of them. Do you want to, uh, do you want to sign us off? Folks, it's been a pleasure, and with that, we'll say good evening to the pastor and the guy next door. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hanging out with us.